Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of League Castle, episode five of season four. We are fortunate enough to be getting back into our stats man's stats performer of the week this week with Josh Begerman back on deck at long last. So looking forward to getting into that shortly. Uh, we're also going to be joined by Dwayne Sampson from the South Newcastle Lions to talk all things the Merriweather Club, including Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League's A-grade, Sleepy's Day, and the Denton Engineering Cup side and uh, lower grades. Uh, it was a great weekend out at Townsend for Sleepy's Day, and uh, as always, the club stepped up and delivered on game day. So looking forward to catching up with both of them. Of course, if you're not already following us on social media, Lee Castle AU on Instagram and Twitter, Lee Castle AUS on Facebook. And make sure to get involved, get engaged, get around it. Plenty of content going up on our Instagram story as well as uh, plenty of content going up on the Facebook page. So get involved, uh, give the page a like and a share and um, give us a follow on Instagram especially and a little bit of content that goes up occasionally and commentary around the game on Twitter. So plenty of options to be engaged and involved with the show and those people who do regularly engage and get involved with the show will make sure to give a shout out to um, speaking of, a big shout-out to the boys from Raymond Terrace and Fingal Bay getting around the comments after last week's show with Luke Hansaker. Looking forward to the uh, grudge match when those two sides clash in C-grade as uh, uh, the 1v1 contest between uh, former teammates Bo Earl and Evander Waitawa, who are now on opposite sides. The, uh, the band has started already, so we really look forward to that. Uh, also on Newcastle Hunter Community Rugby League, keep the suggestions coming in for the... Unofficial mascots for the Patterson River Rugby League side. We're looking forward to uh, hopefully wrapping that up after the Anzac weekend. So we've got a couple of weeks to go to uh, open up the uh, or to continue to receive some of those suggestions. We've got three or four in already. Uh, some of them are a little left field. Some of them quite good already. So look forward to being able to table that to the boys from Patterson River. But most of all, um, yeah, continue to uh, let us know if you'd like to be involved in the show. We'd love to have some more clubs engage. Reach out to us. Let us know uh, what club you're involved in and whether yourself or someone else from the club would be a good fit to jump on the show and talk about your competition. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. But without any further ado, let's catch up with uh, our stats man, the guru of statistics and numbers, Mr. Josh Spiegelman. All right, it's that time of the week that we get into the Denton Engineering Cup with the Statsman's Players of the Round. And after a few weeks of the competition being underway and washouts and everything, we finally got a full round in. And not only did we get a full round in, we finally tracked down our elusive Statsman after his extended holiday. Josh Spiegelman, welcome back to League Castle uh, for 2022, mate. Thanks very much, Chris. Yeah, the extended holiday was great with a bit of COVID and a new job, so... Yeah, pretty hectic over the last few weeks, but it's great to be back and uh, great to see all, all five games in a weekend. I was obviously really busy with the stats, and, uh, but loved, loved every match watching it. Yeah, mate, um, expanded this year. You've picked up another club and uh, we're talking off air, mate, uh, for those five clubs that are missing, they're, uh, they're missing out, obviously, because you were five from five winners on the weekend. 
Yeah, yeah, all, all the clubs that um, put me on board this year, they all got a W on the weekend, which was great, great to see. Don't know when that means they don't need me anymore or if it um, shows proof that it's working, the old stuff. But, uh, yeah, no, obviously yeah, a bit stretched at the moment with the workload. I wish I had the capacity to do all 10 teams because, you know, I do this for the love of the, the comp and I just want to get the profile of it up there and, you know, sharing it in platforms like Leadcaster, which obviously has an expanding listener base, which is great. Certainly is, mate, and we've had a few requests to ask where you were, so those um, those three people from your family will be pumped to hear you back on. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, no, but in all seriousness, we have had a couple of people sort of say, where were you? So, it's, as you said, a few challenges with COVID, schedules, everything else. We're hoping to get it better down now and get back into our swing, and we both had to sort of do a double check on, on how we used to do this, mate. Um, but one thing that we don't have at the moment is we don't have a sponsor. We had a sponsor last year, and so... If there are any um, businesses out there, it's not a huge commercial impulse and we're happy to have a conversation around what that might look like um, to sponsor either the uh, Statsman of the Year or if we did any leading try score or any other awards um, that we can try and facilitate. So if there are any businesses out there listening, just reach out to either the page, myself or Josh and um, happy to entertain a bit of a discussion, mate, and um, see what we can do as a partnership. Last year it was certainly um, a great partnership with the sponsor we had on board and um, we also, you know, chipped in ourselves a little bit to, to make those awards a bit worthwhile. So we're happy to look at what we can do and, and make sure it is a partnership for 2022 if there's someone keen to come on board. Yeah, that would be great. Um, yeah, it's good to give back to some of the players that obviously put in the hard work and um, give them a, uh, get a character chase, I guess. And um, it got a bit competitive there at the end last year for the Stats Man of the Year. So that, that was good to see. And obviously started collating points for this year and we'll, we'll get into the, the results from last week, I guess, the weekend. Yeah, we certainly will, mate. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one, um, the way that it's all positioned. But the banter is certainly livening up, mate. I saw uh, on social media today you shot me a shot. Lake's taking some uh, shots about money, speaking of money, at, at uh, Maitland. And the uh, the banter is well and truly alive in the theatre of Newcastle Rugby League's uh, certainly spicing up. Yeah, it definitely is, mate. Uh, yeah, early days, but that, that was a great little uh, piece of banter there by the Lakes to whoever on that Instagram page with a big briefcase of money. We know... Maitland's come up that way in the last few years, but we won't take away from the hard work that that coaching staff put in either over in Maitland and, you know, the quality they produce week in, week out, uh, even with a lot of their own juniors from Maitland too. So all, all banter and um, that should be a cracker of a match this weekend between Lakes and Maitland. Yeah, it certainly should. And Lakes, the, the big improvers, and we'll get to them in a moment. But let, let's kick it off, mate, and, and probably a good goodest place anywhere to start. Uh, Lakes versus Wyong, a gritty, hard-fought affair down there at Canwell on Saturday. And uh, many tipping Wyong to get that done after they already had the win on the board against uh, the entrance early in the year. And then Lakes, obviously, the loss uh, to Cessnock on their board. So Lakes, though, 18-16 winners, mate. Um, undoubtedly, there was a number of standout players in such a close affair. But who was it that picked up the points for you? Who were the standouts? And, and reel us some of those stats and numbers that you love to spit out, mate, for the first time in 2022. <laughs> yeah, mate, that's great. Um, yeah, a bit of an upset, as you mentioned here. Obviously, with our Instagram page, you should go give us a follow, the listeners, but we put up a poll each week for kind of tips for each game, and Wyong were tipped uh, pretty heavily to take this one out by the punters. But, uh, yeah, really gutsy two-point winners, uh, Lakes here, even with a man in the sin bin. I think it was Bossy that went to the sin bin for a bit there, so... Uh, good on them to get their first win of the season away from home. And um, my three points for this match goes to a Stassman favourite. He's uh, He returned to form this game in Nick Glowey. The Scottish um, international, he, mate. Yeah, the Scottish international. I think he's uh, looking at that spot for the World Cup as well. I saw in an interview too. So 
Um, and he didn't do himself any harm here. He, had, he cracked 200 metres, 201 from 17 carries at 11.8 metres a carry. He also had a line break, two tackle busts, and he made 30 tackles at 94%. So that was a great all-round effort. And, um, yeah, he played more on the edge the week before. I think he played a bit more middle here. Um, but, yeah, no, just those numbers by itself, um, worthy of the three points. Yeah, he's uh, when he's on form, uh, he's an absolute star, Nick, and... Look, we know what he can do, and if he can get that consistently under the coaching of Bubba Burke, I'm sure that'll go a long way towards uh, driving Lakes up the table, mate. And, and it was a, a Lakes young gun picking up the two points. Yeah, um, yeah, Nick just um, he just got past uh, young 5'8", Ryan Potts here, who continues to impress for me for Lakes. Um, he played a bit of lock this game, I think, because he made 42 tackles without a miss, and this is a bloke that usually plays 5'8". Um, so yeah, that was outstanding. Uh, he had 81 meters off just five carries at 16.2 meters a run. So really effective when he picked his holes and his lines there. Um, two tackle busts, uh, a line break of his own. He created by himself without an assist, and he forced a drop out. So he did a lot here, and it was pretty hard to split him and um, Nick for the three and two. Lovely mate, and uh, the uh, the minor points went to a. Uh a man who's had a few mentions on the show already. I think when we caught up with Mitch Williams, we are talking about getting him some League Castle gumboots because he doesn't like the wet weather. But even on a heavy track, he managed to be uh, Wyong's best on the on the numbers front. Yeah, it was a heavy track at their uh, secondary... Was it their secondary over Wyong play that? I forget yeah, the Bill, name of it. But, Bill Hicks, that's the one. Yeah, heavy track, but he did, he did well from the back. Obviously, I don't... Yeah, Wyong's one of the teams so I, I don't do this year, but um, I didn't know they had... Um, he, he had, sorry, Luke had two try assists and two line break assists for the match, so... Just going off those stats and seeing this was a close match, it felt fair to share the points between the two clubs here. Yeah, well done to the three of them. We'll move along, mate. And, and another one that was probably an upset for the punters, and it was Sleepy's Day out at Townsend Oval on Saturday. We know it's a day they get up and about for and uh, certainly find another gear above what they normally deliver. It was their first game of the year, too, for the South Newcastle Lions. Central's second hit out of the year. Unfortunately for Central, they're now 0-2. South's undefeated from their one game. 36-22 winners. Uh, in a fairly high-scoring affair, which also was probably a little surprising considering the conditions. Yeah, it was, mate. It was one of those ones I really wish I lived back in Merriweather for, actually, sleepy day. The, the crowd looked massive. looked like a great day, lots of emotion. And obviously, with South having those delayed games, as you said, um, this is their first, and they came out firing for it. And pretty unfair on Central being 0-2. and two. Obviously, their roster and the way they played, you know, they should have probably notched a win by now, but... They won't be discouraged. It's a long season. They've got real talent across that pack but and, and the back line. So we'll go um, into the points here for three points. And I couldn't go past South Edge, uh, Lewis Hamilton in this game. He, he scored a try. And I'll just note it was off a really good um, Keelan assist, the number seven for South. If, if, the, if the punters haven't watched any highlights, do yourself a favour that that could be the try assist of the season, that one in only the, the third round. So... Um, yeah, not only that try, he registered two try assists of his own and two line break assists on the edge, which is fantastic. Uh, line break, three tackle busts, 91 metres from 11 carries and 30 tackles, winning 93% of them. So great effort from uh, Lewis there as we have a third podcaster join us in the dog in the background. Yeah, I was going to say, my, my, dog, my dog's got some views on South Newcastle by the sound of it, so I do apologise to the <laughs> listeners. He's a central fan. Yeah, she's not She's not happy with the result. But anyway, mate, Lewis Hamilton, at least he's uh, getting some points here because he's not doing too well in the F1 at the moment. But we'll move along, mate. And uh, it uh, the, the points for the two points was a um, a recent contract mover, I guess, for, for 2022. Yeah, young um, Reeve Howard in, in the backs. Um, 
for South, got the two for me, scored two tries as well. Uh, he made four tackle busts, two line breaks, had another try assist, and a line break assist. And um, a really key area here, an effort area, was he, he led the team with 13 supports. I think that was like double double the next person. So he was bobbing up everywhere while playing a bit of fullback during the game despite being listed at five. So, um, yeah, congratulations to, to him there. That was great. Yeah, certainly a very versatile and talented footballer, mate. And uh, the minor of the points, the one point. Uh, the one point. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it to a bench forward here, which doesn't usually happen. But um, Jack Welch for me for South, he come on the off the bench and was just fantastic. He had a, a try assist, a line break assist, two effective offloads, 95 meters at 9.5 a carry. He won 100% of his carries, breaking four tackles, uh, defending at 89% and forced one error. So. For me, he narrowly edged out 5'8", Ryan Glanville, who also had a great game. And I just wanted to note Central's Cam Anderson, who's your stat man favourite, scored a try and had a line break, several tackle busts, uh, just just edged out. And final note on the match, um, big Frank Paul in his South first grade debut in the regular season. Um, fantastic, 155 metres, 53 post contact. He won 86% of his carries and defended at 94%. So for me, this is one of those games. It was a shame we couldn't give out more points for the match. Needed about 30 points to give away there, mate. Uh, plenty of star performers, and as you quite often see when they are high scoring, that this is the case. So we'll move right along, mate. The other Another game on Saturday uh, up there at Cessnock. The, they were the undefeated Cessnock Goennas. They hosted Macquarie in what was uh, the Scorps' first hit out of the year as well. And like their, uh, their, their friends from over at Merriweather, the boys from Toronto, uh, chalked their first win of the season, knocking off, uh, as I said, the previously undefeated Cessnock. Uh, Harry Saker's first loss as the coach. So the Scorpions 20 uh, outpointing Cessnock 10 in a bit of an arm wrestle. Yeah, you could tell this was um, the Scorpions' first hit out of the season. I think um, they'll say that as well. They couldn't execute with a few early uncharacteristic errors across the park, which um, yeah, obviously you expect after a few delays, uh, but they really got it together. And I think the coaching staff will be happy with that opening win, given given those false starts to the play, uh, yeah, to the, the season that they've had. So uh, we'll move along to the points here for um, three points, and it's going to. I think this is one of the first times I've ever given three points to anyone off the bench before. But um, Kurt Aldridge off the bench for the Scorps, um, it was great for them. He come on with an instant impact from dummy half. He scored a try, had a line break assist, a try assist, two tackle busts, six runs at over ten meters of carry and um, 16 tackles at 94%. So maybe not the most glamorous stat line, but considering the minutes he played and the fact he'd come off the bench and that impact, I think he, he might have changed the game for them. Certainly impressive coming off the bench with those sorts of numbers, isn't it? Um, it's uh, not every day you see that sort of stuff reeling out from a bench uh, player. But uh, in terms of the, the two and the one, mate, it was... Uh, uh, it were fairly Scorpions dominated points and um, you know I mean they doubled the points of Cessna so not surprising who's picked up your minor points here yeah it was hard um, uh, hard done I think Sam Clune for Cessna hard done by not to get a point for me here with two line break assists and a try assist so narrowly edged out but um, the two points for me will go to Scorps number seven Bayern Searle I hope I pronounced that name right because um, I don't want to I don't want to get it wrong because he has some of the strongest first contact in, the ta- in tackles that I've seen from a half in this comp one-on-one. He's just a monster in defence for someone that plays seven. Uh, he must have come up playing in the forward somewhere. But from a staff's point of view, he forced two errors with that defence. He made 35 tackles at half, uh, forced a dropout, um, an offload, four support runs and seven runs for 57 metres. So 
um, yeah, yeah, good all round effort from from him there. And then, sorry, mate, you asked for the point as well. So we're going to um, the Scorps lock, uh, lock uh, Luke Higgins. It's good to see him back fit and smashing out another huge, um, huge day in the stats. 194 metres off 21 carries, three tackle busts, and 100% tackle efficiency in the middle. You know, I guess traditional workhorse effort that you see from him. So those are my three, two, one. Yeah, Higgins was a uh, standout last year for us. Um, I think probably when he got injured, he was, if not in the lead, he was very close to it. A lot of people went past him after he um, was ruled out halfway through the season. But I think had he played the season last year, he may have, uh, if not uh, t- knocked off his teammate, Royce Jeffrey, he certainly would have claimed some points from him and, and maybe opened it up for someone else to take it out. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think he was the, the favourite at that stage. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, it definitely led the way for, for Royce to, to win it at the end, but uh, well-deserved by Royce there. Um, but, yeah, who knows what this season will bring, mate. There's already, a, I think, over 15 to 20 people registering a point over, over a few games, so exciting times. Yeah, certainly been quite a spread when you're looking. We've only had 10 games, and I think, yeah, as you say, we've got 21 or 22 players that have tallied some points. But um, let's let's continue rolling on, mate. The, uh, the final game on Saturday, and... This one, you shot me a little screenshot on Saturday of one of the more uh, amusing sights and funny stories uh, that I've seen, mate. The Entrance Tigers had a bit of a, a wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, they um, they looked to have had to borrow two away jerseys from uh, Maitland, the opposition, in this match. So that was a, uh, one of the first times I've seen that at this level, probably the first time. Uh, I'm not sure what happened there. Maybe they uh, yeah, didn't, forgot to pack them after or didn't do the washing during the week. Yeah, well, look, I was in the car when I got your message, so I saw the text. I didn't see the photo till later on. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's not too bad because the entrants have two strips of their own and quite often wear a white strip. And I thought, oh, well, Maitland's white strip, their white strip. But no, the entrants were wearing orange, Maitland were wearing black, and then they had two players in white jerseys. It looked like, you know, like a school game where you sometimes see, you know, they don't have enough jerseys for a school or, you know, like a scratch match or something. So uh, quite funny, but at the end of the day, um, look, Maitland, even with lending out some of their spare jerseys from their away kit, were far too strong for the entrance and continued to march on 38-12 to 12, uh, winners. One of the few sides to have three games under the belt and, um, yeah, the only side with three wins. So uh, they continue on the pickers and, you know, again, lots of people talking about it's Maitland's comp to lose already after only three rounds. So uh, who, who was it, I guess? Was it, was it a Maitland clean sweep in the points? You'd have to think of a scoreline like that and the dominance they've had so far. Yeah, it was, mate. Um, I was going to say before the entrance might have to borrow some of the players next time they play as well, not just the jerseys, but nah, it's a bit hard on the entrance, mate. That they're, they're improving and um, they're coming up. And yeah, Maitland's that juggernaut that everyone wants to beat. So uh, it still is an open comp. I don't think it says to win just yet. Early days, they've obviously had you know three games to play and improve together. So um, just a note of how this match started, actually. They, they score one of the quickest tries in the comp that I've seen after 55 seconds because the entrance put the um, the opening kickoff out on the full. So that kind of set the tone for them during the day, I think. And um, yeah, as you mentioned, big 38-12 winners. So uh, we go into the points here and um, three points again, two weeks in a row for one of Maitland's flyers, um, Jimmy Bradley. Um, I heard he put on about 10 kilos of muscle during the off-season. So that's done him a favour, but he hasn't lost any of that speed because he scored another hat-trick. That's back-to-back hat-tricks for him already. Um, and he had a team high 172 metres at 14.3 a carry, a 90% carry win rate, which is, you know, evidence of the strength he's, I think he's gained, and um, an equal team high five tackle buffs with no errors. So for me, uh, three points for Jimmy. Yeah, he's, he's certainly been a standout for them. And uh, look, he's, he's streaking ahead in the leading try scorer race. He's on seven. The next best is on three. No surprises who one of those two on three is. Is uh, is 
wing partner Perry LeBrock, of course. But uh, yeah, he's off to a flyer and so much of a flyer that he's actually also the leading point scorer currently in the competition. So <laughs> yeah, uh, just, just in front of Brock Lamb. So that's that's a crazy stat for him. But yeah, well earned to him. And uh, as we'll get to in a minute, he is the leader currently in our. Uh, on our leaderboard, but uh, mate, who's picked up the minor placings there and uh, nabbed some points in this game as well? Yeah, two points for me going to uh, Matt Sopalola here. I know he loves his stats, but he definitely earned these two points um, for this week. Uh, I'll start with defense. He made 86% of his tackles, which was great. Big uptick there. He won 92% of them, also forcing an error. So really good for, for Matt there. And he also ran for second most meters with 161. Um, but he did top the average at 14.6. So always winning those carries and getting over the advantage line, uh, 100% of them. And he had uh, equal five tackle busts with Jimmy and um, two line breaks. So uh, probably just the tries that split those two for the three and two points for me. So what, what I'm hearing is is Matt Sobelola needs to be a bit greedier with um, getting across the stripe rather than giving <laughs> off. Yeah, if he wants to win this comp, mate, he'll, uh, he'll go himself. But uh, no, he knows, knows uh, how the bread's buttered there and... Uh, you know, the, the, the finishes that Maitland have got on the edges, you know, why not give them the ball? They're going to score most of the time. Some of those put-downs, I think Jimmy had one on the weekend, you know, pinpoint in the corner by the corner post. So it's fantastic. Uh, again, I'd encourage everyone to watch the highlights of the weekend because there's some fantastic moments across all games. Yeah, definitely check out those on the uh, Bar TV Sports YouTube YouTube channels. I can't even say YouTube tonight. I'm doing well. Um, <laughs> mate, uh, and the, the one point here was, uh, I guess, a... Uh, a key part of the Maitland attack for the last couple of years and uh, as always delivers um, amongst the, the leading candidates for the pickers. Yeah, definitely, mate. You mentioned before, uh, Brock Lamb got to the, gets the one point for me. He three line break assists, a try assist. Uh, I thought he controlled the game really well uh, with a big uptick and number of effective kicks that he, that he put through as well. So, um, yeah, pivotal in the win again and, you know, as I've always said, it's hard to pick points when, when Maitland run away winners because you can give a point to all 17 of them. But, um, yeah, Brock gets the one point here. Lovely, mate. And uh, let's move along. We'll wrap it up with the Sunday game. And, again, this is one that was heavily favoured by our, our um, listeners on the Instagram story. Of course, League Castle AU is where you can find these each week um, to have a vote and tell us who you think will win. Uh, West very heavily favoured at home. Their first home hit out of the season. Um, but... Unfortunately for them, in their third game of the year, it wasn't a win. And they now, um, you know, even though they've been there and thereabouts, they just uh, aren't able to break through for that maiden win for the season. It's uh, starting to look a little bit like last year. Curry, two strong 14-4 winners. Yeah, that's right, mate. It was a pretty tight game. Um, low completion from both sides. You'd expect that from Curry being, um, you know, the first game of the year for them. But uh, maybe West's a bit disappointing in that aspect, seeing as they've run out before. So... Um, yeah, the points for me here, um, three, two, one, two of them are going to Curry, one to West. Obviously, in that win for Curry, I think they'll be thrilled with that. And um, a lot of it, yeah, like you mentioned, the Lake Castle Instagram followers, you know, were showing up a bit there, um, taking for granted West's time ground advantage, but Curry were really strong. They certainly were, mate. Let's kick it off with the uh, the three points, one of the Curry key players. Yeah, definitely, mate. I just want to make a note before this that um, anyone that follows the live scores, they've moved from the New South Wales Rugby League app to the Play Rugby League app. And um, when players signed up there, I think they ticked a privacy setting and a lot of their names aren't showing up on team sheets. So you're seeing a lot of name withheld and TBAs. and, and Not, not, avail- not available, I think, is the, uh, the key that they show now. Yeah, it's uh, not very helpful. Yeah, not available. So not, not helpful for the staff's man when he's going through a, a new team or a team he doesn't do. And obviously, yeah, Curry's a new team for me. So 
Um, I have to go off jersey numbers for these guys, but I think I recognised a couple, but apologies if um, the names are wrong. But I think, um, yeah, Curry's fullback. He played in the one, Ethan Fowler. Um, he gets a three points for me here. Um, seven tackle busts, three line break, a try assist. He had a massive 221 metres off 21 carries. That's one of the biggest I've seen from a back in this comp, obviously not being as fast paced as the NRL, where those numbers are more common. And seven support runs, so a really good effort from him in his first hit out. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, and uh, as you say, it does make a bit of a challenge with some of those names missing, but you've managed to piece them together. The two points is a, um, a new recruit for the Bulldogs. Yeah, and he's already shown his worth here in the middle. Um, Billy Gilbert, um, the lock, played lock for them on the weekend. Um, 29 tackles, 157 metres and 78 carries. I didn't know he was that strong with the ball, having not watched him too much before. So he also had a team high five offloads, a really good second phase play creation. Um, six tackle busts and two line breaks. So pretty handy super coach score if you put all that together, I'm pretty sure. It certainly would be, mate. Um, and the final one, the one point goes to a uh, fairly consistent outside back for West. He's a, he's a big unit and hard to wrap up. Uh, he got their single try, mate. Yeah, he reminds me of uh, Greg Marju from the Titans. It's Malu Fiu here for West. Um, although he had a costly error late in the match off a scrum where he ha- uh, the ball deflected and handed it to Curry for their final try, I couldn't take a point off him because I thought he was one of the, their best on ground. Yeah, as you mentioned, he scored a try of his own. Two line breaks, I noted. And I, I, I don't do West stats, but just a quick ca- like counter at the match. He, he notched over 10 tackle busts with strong carries. Not on the edge either, up the middle, so... Um, one of those performances that definitely warranted a point for me. Well done to Malu. So that, um, I guess, brings us to a snapshot of our leaderboard, and we'll run through both the leaderboard and the ladder before we wrap it up, mate. Um, so we'll just run through sort of, I guess, the uh, top few, but it's it's a fairly congested leaderboard. We've got James Bradley up the top there on seven points, mate. Ryan Potts on four from Lakes, and then we've got quite, quite a cluster on three. We won't go any further but um, than the threes, but did you want to run through those that are just sitting just off the pace on three points so far with, uh, I was going to say, three rounds in the books, but, you know, two, yeah, two, bit, two total um, rounds of games in the books. Yeah, it's a bit complicated with teams having played one or three matches, so don't take these numbers as gospel just yet. We'll obviously monitor how many matches each team play and, and put in some sort of algorithm for that later on in the year, but... Uh, yeah, as for now, he got a couple on the three. Uh, Lachlan Hannigan from Wyong, Reed Hugo from Cessnock, James Taylor from Maitland, Jaden Young from Cessnock, Matt Sobalola from Maitland, Kurt Aldridge from the Scorps with his three points this week, Nick Glowey from Lakes with three points, and Ethan Fowler from Curry with three points. And we've got, yeah, like eight more on two and five on one. So anyone's comp still in both the staff's man and, and obviously the, the Denton Engineering Cup, which you're going to run through the ladder for, I think, right? Yeah, that's correct, mate. Interesting just noting there, quite a few players who've moved clubs this year having picked up points already. So great to see guys um, either in their first or second hit-outs for a new club starting to get amongst the points. It's um, often oft criticised, I guess, that uh, the player movement in our competition from club to club, but I think it's just, you know, chances and opportunities for people to freshen up and, you know, either appear at a new club in, the, in this competition coming from outside or just get a bit of a refresh by heading to a, a uh, club that they weren't at previously and... Uh, reinvigorating themselves but the Denton Engineering Cup ladder as it stands just the one side with the three wins as we talked about before the Maitland Pickers sitting on top on six competition points from three games again some of these numbers are uh, to be adjusted because obviously some teams will play one two and three games but we'll allocate that as we go Cessnock on four points two wins and a loss from their three games South Curry and Macquarie all on two competition points round out the top five they've all won one from one 
We then get down to a cluster of four teams who've played two games. Wyong and Lakes have split their results. They're one and one each on two competition points. Wyong with a much better for and against. Lakes still in the negative. Uh, and then Central, the entrance, and West uh, roll out the bottom three. Central and the entrance, Central and the entrance, both with two losses each. Uh, only two points separating them on for and against. And Western Suburbs, another two points back on for and against, but yet to win from their three games. So uh, Todd Lowry and his crew will be looking to turn that round as soon as they can and uh, possibly as soon as this weekend. And whilst we will go over these later on, the fixtures this weekend made spread across three days. It's an Easter bonanza of footy. Uh, we've got Very Thursday good. night footy up at Baddeley Park in Cessnock. How good is this? Cessnock versus Curry on Easter Thursday. Uh, 8 p.m. kickoff. Get up there if you can. Uh, then we've got the entrance playing Macquarie down at Edsac Oval on Friday. South Newcastle versus Wyong also on Good Friday at Townsend Oval. And then Easter Saturday, we've got the aforementioned Lakes already throwing out the bait to the Maitland Pickers. Uh, very brave against the side that's 3-0 and uh, down at Carl Oval for the first time this season. And uh, Central will return to St John Oval for the first time in three weeks after they kicked off the season there. And they'll take on West. Both sides looking for their first win of the season. So that's a massive clash on Saturday afternoon, Josh. That's going to be, I'll put on the story, just a belter of a match that one year. Both, I won't say desperate at this stage, but keen to make amends. Both talented teams, and that, that, that probably come down to the why that game. I think all games across the park, though, uh, they, they, they should be close. Like even the entrance and the Scorps, you'd say the Scorps are a stronger side, but they got to travel down to Edsac for that. And and um, after South's incredible win and Sleepy's Day, like can they back that up against Wyong and Townsend again? You know, emotions, can they keep that up? So... Yeah, plenty to look forward to across, as you mentioned, a few days and keep me busy over Easter as well. Certainly well, mate. Uh, South's an interesting one. Wong's first game on the road as well. Cessnock at home again. I think that's four in a row for them. So they're going to have some catch-up games. And always the Easter weekend throws up some unavailabilities and challenges, even though this is a probably what we'd call a semi-professional competition. So uh, there'll be lots of moving pieces. But the great thing is if you're an absolute glutton for punishment, you can get out the three different first-grade games this weekend, which is a very rare opportunity. And then still have Easter Sunday with the family and, and you know get the brownie points up, mate. Yeah, definitely. Or like me, get out to some games and then spend Sunday, Monday doing the stats. But <laughs> you're lucky you have a patient other half, mate, as, as do I. So uh, we're very fortunate <laughs> in that regard. But, uh, mate, a big thank you again for jumping on board with us. We love the work you do. We love pulling apart the stats. And uh, as we said at the uh, early part, if there is anyone that wants to get involved, make sure you reach out to us. Um, we can arrange something for fairly small amounts through to, you know, any any seven-figure sum they want to throw in. Throw in. Yeah, mate, that'd be fantastic. Just, um, yeah, whatever figure somebody is, mate, even if it's one figure, just um, give, us, give us a boost. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that'll go down well at the end of the year when we present a cheque for one dollar to the winner. But uh, let, 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 let's, uh, let's aim high and let's make, make it a, a two-digit minimum. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, as I mentioned before, jump on to League Castle AU. Josh curates a heap of content that he puts up, especially on our stories there. So uh, jump on there, follow that along, have a vote, uh, get involved in the feedback and the banter and... Uh, I know Daniel Melmoth was having a good laugh, one of the Curry front rowers. He um, he certainly stepped up into first grade well last week and uh, as a permanent starter there, and, and we hope to see him. He's a good friend of the show and might have to get him on a little bit later in the year. He's got uh, plenty of good one-liners and quips. So uh, great to see the players and fans getting around those with some comments and feedback, mate. Yeah, definitely. They all have something, something to say about their clubs they follow, and that's good. Um, it increases the, the banter, I guess, and the pop, uh, popularity. So that's what we want. Lovely, mate. Well, thank you again. I will let you escape to uh, some normality before a frantic weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, by the sound of it. And, uh, yeah, look forward to catching up with you soon, mate, and chatting next week. Cheers, Chris. Have a good Easter, mate, and everyone out there. 
All right, time to jump in with one of our regular guests that comes on the show each year, one of the crowd favourites. He's currently the Pathways Manager as well as the... Uh, mate, um, you can probably update us on what position you're playing lately, but the uh, the, the fo- halfback trapped in a Ford's body for the A-grade side, all out at South Newcastle Lions. Dwayne Sambo Sampson, mate. Sambo, welcome back to the show. Hey, brothers. Uh, mate, it's, it's great to be back. It feels like forever after all this stuff with uh, COVID and... Uh with everything else, mate. So it's great to be back, mate. It's always good to have you on the show, mate. And the great thing with you is, as I said, we're, we're going to do Denton Engineering Cup. We're going to talk a bit about Souths more generally. And we're going to talk about Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League as well. So, mate, uh, we've got a big window to, to fill and, and lots to talk about. Let's start on the big positive, mate. Sleepy's Day, uh, challenges last year. We know what happened with COVID, all those sorts of things. Kept getting rescheduled and then got bumped. It was a, a raging success from what I can see, mate, um, and uh, certainly both off the field but also on the field for South on the weekend. Yeah, mate. As we all know, Sleepers Day is one of the biggest biggest uh, you know, days in the colour in Newcastle Rugby League. Um, mate, it's, it's, on the field was a great success. So off the field, you know, is, is where we base it, being the community-based um, organisation that Sleepers Day is now and they're and a registered uh, charity. It all started, mate, with, with Peter Sleep, as we know, um, one of the best blokes and, you know, a patriarch of uh, Newcastle Rugby League and obviously played out at Scorps as well. And played for Newcastle all backs in the knockout, the whitest black fella to do that. So, um, mate, he, he, you know, he comes in with the, with the girls uh, that, you know, have survived cancer and that kind of stuff and, you know, doing the jersey presentations to the players. And the players like myself and, and the Reese Haynes of the world, Brendan Simpsons have been around for a long time at the club, really understand what it's about and, you know, really get really get into it, but um, the new guys really took it on um, and understood what it's about, and uh, quite emotional for those sort of guys. And uh, yeah, I think it, it, the boys definitely took it out on the field. That's for sure. Yeah, mate. Um, to recap quickly, two wins from three. Um, certainly an interesting one. First grade. I think a lot of people fancied your crosstown rival, Central Newcastle, in that one. Uh, mate, always good to get a win up over Central, especially at this point of the season, and uh, you know, especially considering you've had the first two rounds washed out in first grade as well. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Like, um, you know, t- t- take my um, you know, emotion out of it uh, for Sleepers Day, and also my bias out for, for South. Obviously, you sit there and you look at the two teams, um, you know, on paper, and you know, Central definitely have um, you know a, a roster that can rival you know any side on their day. You know, with you know both Walsh's there, you got um, you know Randall out the back row, him and Christy hiding around there. You know, you've got a big Junior up front. It's, it's, it's honestly a great side, and um, you know a side that we knew playing on Sleepy's Day was going to be a really hard task. And I thought that was going to go right down to the wire. Um, you know, sitting there, mate, especially early on, I wasn't quite uh, convinced that we would get up. But um, it's a side that uh, was really, really. Um, Really good for us to get over, but obviously being our cross-town rivals and, and then being sleepers day, but it really sort of set our first race side up with a bit of confidence leading into um, the next couple of rounds. Yeah, certainly, mate. Um, as you say, a really good start. Obviously disappointing to have missed those first two, and they'll be caught up later in the year. But I, I, I guess the other thing, mate, as you say, uh, not not uh, ever disappointing to get a win over a side that's got um, a central side now that's got quite a few uh, ex-South boys. You mentioned Timmy Christie. Um, I think there's probably a couple of others there, Cam King, and uh, maybe Joey Morris over there as well. Yeah, well, I caught up with Joey after the game. I was game the tap with Charlotte. I said, oh, mate, 
he looked better in the red and white. Um, but you know, obviously, he, he got a great uh, opportunity over there at Central under under Phil Williams, which is a great coach as well. And you know, he took that, and the same as Cam. Obviously, you know, from South out to Cessnock, and um, you know, uh, to Central as well, and he's dropped a few kilos and looking really well and uh, dominating. But I see yeah, Joey played. Uh, played pretty well so again those South players I spoke to Joey about it um, after the game and he he, um, he was pretty honest with me he, uh, he reminded the guys you know leading into that game I think uh, he said that uh, obviously the boys are confident that I'm going to go there and, and, and do a job not overconfident but confident in their abilities uh, but he did remind them that you, you know you, you go on there on a sleepy day um, you know there's 4,000 people there and um, you know the boys aren't going to back down and he said you know 10 minutes into that game you know, he looked at these boys and he sort of said, you know, boys, I told you they weren't going to fold, they weren't going to go away. And, you know, so, yeah, he was obviously disappointed in the loss. Uh, but uh, uh, like you said, um, he was happy, um, you know, with the result of, um, you know, going down to South on that day. But he said, they'll be back bigger and better, he said. Yeah, lovely, mate. A few handy footballers there that they have acquired. Speaking of acquired, that's obviously acquisition is part of, um, I guess, or recruitment is part of your role there at South. And, How's that been approached? I guess, you know, there's recruitment, there's retention, there's also junior development that form all the parts of pathways as the keys. Um, you've obviously brought in a couple of key players, the experience of Frank Paul, obviously uh, Reeve Howard coming down as well. Uh, I'm sure there's been a few others that have joined the squad. What were the focuses in the off-season with yourself and Bobcat getting involved and or Bobcat coming back on board uh, in terms of, you know, building out the squad for 2022? Yeah, well, it's been a big, big ch- uh, few changes on and off the field and uh, it started off the uh, off the field. Uh, we brought in um, we in Brian. There was a succession plan in place, and uh, uh, Steve Young was now new uh, president of the club with Dean Brown. And um, you know we had some sort of new people sort of take over the reins of the club. And uh, you know pay respects to the likes of Terry Davies, who's been in the club for you know over over twenty odd years, and, and directed the club through some really uh, hard times. And um, yeah, so we brought those guys in, and with Bobcat and Timmy Ryan. Timmy Ryan's obviously been Bobcat's brother, and fits in reserve grade. So it's working with uh, Bobcat and uh, and Timmy, mate, and it's just around the re- retention, the recruitment of the players. And what it was based around was obviously we didn't want to change too much of what we had, but we wanted to fill the gaps in what we needed. But the main criteria, of what we wanted to south was we wanted a bloke that fitted into what our what our criteria of what we wanted the south line to be, and that's you know respectful, honest, that, um, you know, bleeding for the jersey, uh, about the community, um, about the club, you know, just everything that we wanted a, 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 um, a South line to be. So we had to sit down and meet with these players and um, and sort of just chat them and see what they were about and see, you know, were they coming to our club for the right reason, Was you know, not just for the dollar or not just for, you know, the, the location of where South is, but what, what they wanted out of their time with our club and you know, sitting down with players like Sammy Irwin, mate, which is, a, you know, he wore number 14 on the weekend and uh, he's from the uh, Tamora, but uh, previous to that, played 20s at Panthers with the likes of Brent Naden and, and Braden Burns, and Brent gave him a big rap saying one of the best players ever played in the 20 system. So sitting down with those players there, um, mate, and just seeing, you know, are these the players we want in our club long-term and how can we build with them? Yeah, lovely, mate. I think that's a, a great way to approach it and really good to see that's how you've approached it from. In terms of it as well, obviously, you know, we talked about development, uh, South's always been, you know, a fairly strong junior club, both in, in numbers and ability. You know, we've seen, you know, lots of guys go on, you know, the Pat Matiatias, Tavita Pangai Juniors, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, just to name a few who are running around in the NRL at the moment. 
Um, is, is there some young guys coming through that, that we can you know, expect to see sort of making their way through the grades over the next year or two, even later this year, mate, um, some young talent from the South Junior system to watch out for? Yeah, mate, that's uh, quite uh, quite nice to see. Probably the last yeah six six or so years, South we haven't had a really um, strong uh, juniors you know coming through. In saying that, you know the reason you know the sixteens, fifteens, and and all that um, through the juniors weren't weren't coming through. Now they are. We had a under nineteen team last year that you know I remember our first uh, game. Fitzy was over at the, the, the Knights at the time, and I got to fill in and help me out. We played with uh, 13 plays and ended up with 12 and um, for the majority of the game. We ended up winning 40-0 with 12 plays and a lot of those players now um, are trans- transferred into our reserve grade side and obviously on to uh, a few in first grade and on others in the higher um, higher junior reps at, uh, at other clubs. I like the Declan Pettit. Declan um, the great long range back rower, left edge and he, can, he was playing five, he's, he's a 5'8 coming through but um, it's you know, you can hit a line like a Boyd Cordner and um, mate, ball playing ability is second to none. We've got a little um, um, hooker that I look after too. His name's um, Lucky Karu. He's a, a little Molly boy from up at uh, Clarence Town. And uh, he was over the Knights this uh, this year. Come back to us and played last weekend. And he's, he's just, mate, he's got the best rig on him he's ever seen. He's built like a brick shit house and he can, he can sprint, he can run. Mate, he's tackling second to none, um, and he can just read a defence. Then we've got young Lockie Fitzhenry um, at fullback as well, another 19-year-old that's coming through. And a lot of these guys, these guys I'm talking about are in reserve grade at the moment. And, uh, mate, they won't be too long until they're pushing in the first grade, mate, to be honest. Always good to see that competition for spots, mate. And uh, great to see that the uh, stewardship in reserve grade uh, recruited the uh, better half of what's new in the castle to captain your reserve grade side, mate. <laughs> mate, said that the other half was uh, hitting me up on the weekend about uh, making a, a long-awaited return to um, to A grade, and I just reminded him, mate, that you know there's there's only so many washed-up front rows we can have, and I'm on one of them. So the criteria is I feel better. I was going to say, mate, I was having a look at that bench for your A grade side, and uh, speaking of washed-up front rows, there's, there's certainly at least two of you there. The bloke in the 16 next to you, Brendan Rodimer, wouldn't be far off that. So neither of you giving up those spots for nil. So I wouldn't have thought. No, Brendan goes on the field at, uh, in front row and he turns around and says to our other former washed-up front row, turned uh, A-grade coach, Reece Haynes, and says, so you want me to go on and play as a halfback, do you, mate? Reece said, you just hit the ball and you run. Yeah, mate, what, 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 what a trio of um, absolute characters that is. Um, if, you, if you ever want a, um, a good chat, obviously just pin the three of you blokes after an A-grade game where you watch reserve grade in first, right? Uh, Reece will keep you busy with um, either sledging or good banter for a good couple of hours. Oh, mate, 100%. And with our new 19s this year, um, a lot of the uh, Roman Terrace uh, under 18 threes, I think, from last year, have come over to join our club as well as their coaches. Sir, uh, Sean Langdon, a uh, great bloke and great coach. And, you know, those guys have come over now and they're learning what it, what it is to be a South Line. And obviously, just explaining to those guys, you know, a lot of them want to come over and, you know, go from straight from 19s to uh, to reserve grade. Um, and, you know, we've explained them as, as you know, at our club, mate, we go through the grades and, you know, even with our open grades, there's time and, you know, the, the likes of Sione and, uh, and um, you know, uh, you know, Fitzgibbon have come back from the Knights and played open grades and, uh, you know, they've gone back to the Knights, played 20s and then obviously on the first grade. So, you know, at our club, we respect all grades and, um, you know, everyone goes through the, through, through the grades, mate, to, to learn how to play football, um, especially playing A grade this year, you know, against the likes of, uh, you know, Dora and, uh, you know, I was going to say Cade. I think Cade's out at... Uh, 
um, uh, Swansea at the moment. So, you know, those sort of players, they, they, they learn how to play football, mate, and learn what, it, what football is about. Yeah, certainly right, mate. It's a, it's a different style as uh, I know, having uh, both played and refereed in that A-grade comp in, in the years gone by, mate, it's, it's very different sort of uh, style. And it, it's good, good. They create a good edge on some of those young blokes if they get the opportunity to come through against some of those old hard heads like you mentioned. So, mate, let's, let's have a look, I guess, ahead to, to this weekend's footy. Um, the great thing about Easter is we get three days of rugby league action, even though we don't have any Newcastle and Hunter. So you'll undoubtedly be looking forward to having a, a couple of ales obviously responsibly made and just uh, casting your eye over some, some football talent on the weekend. That is that is right, mate. I'll be there doing some recruitment and, uh, and and viewing the football for sure. So let's have a look at the um, I guess the Denton Engineering, and I'll get your tips on that, and then we'll sort of align what the the lower grade games are as well. But Thursday night, mate, this one's an absolute uh, absolute cracker. Thursday night up at uh, at Cessnock, starting at five fifteen with the under nineteens through to eight o'clock for first grade. Uh, Cessnock versus Curry on Easter Thursday, mate. Curry coming off a win. Cessnock coming off their first loss to Macquarie. This one's there's plenty on the line. Uh, the Curry boys will be fired up. They always step up for this derby. Cessnock will be looking to bounce back. Curry will want to prove their win over West wasn't a fluke as well. So, mate, who do you like here? It's going to be um, yeah, it'll be on for young and old up there at uh, at Battley Park. Mate, it is going to be just unbelievable uh, game of football up there. Uh, spoke to sort of both camps. Talking uh, Tommy Biddle, uh, you know, the former South uh, South Junior, obviously played reserve grades, going up there now. Under Watsy, mate, the the culture there is unbelievable. He says, um, and and they're pretty confident. Same with uh, talking to Harry with with Cessnock, mate. I think it's going to be blinder, but I'm going to go with Cessnock at home. Um, but I think they can afford to lose at home, especially with their crowd they made on the Thursday night. Yeah, it'll be a uh, it'll be a fairly fired up crowd. I'd suggest uh, they certainly come out of the woodwork for this game, uh, especially as a night game. Like, there's nothing better than Cessnock Curry, like. Don't want to take anything away from the inner city sides or the sides around the lake or the coast, but this matchup just has a different feel about it. There's always for every team there's one matchup, but this one for me, I know, you know, even as a referee, it was the game you wanted to be involved in because just the passion overflowed. You know, um, you know, you go back in the history of the clubs, half the players are connected to each other, going back through the years of history, and uh, so there's an extra rivalry between families and connections and all those sorts of things, mate. So it's um, it'll be a belter up there and certainly worth the uh, the trek up to the coalfields. Oh mate, that's right, and a bit of uh, bit of trivia, mate. As you would already know, that's where uh, I made my first grade debut as a young fellow when I came back. I went up to I went up to Curry and played played for Curry for a couple of games. We went to White, but yeah, played against that's not there. And I remember Regan Tanner on the inside absolutely hammering me, abusing me to just chase and work hard. So yeah, it was, um, it was an eye opener work playing up there, mate, um, in one of those Charity Shield games, especially for um, for Curry against that's not that's not. Yeah, it's a bit of a privileged position if you're um, someone from outside, if you get the opportunity to, to be involved in, in the Charity Shield or just a regular season derby. So, a bell to get up there if you can on Thursday night, uh, have a few blue cans, uh, you know, may, maybe throw some sledges at the players and a few men in pink and uh, keep them reasonably PG. But we'll move on to, to Good Friday, mate, and it, it's living up to its name with two games on Good Friday. Uh, yourselves, Souths, will be at home at Townsend Oval hosting the Wyong Roos and the Northern Hawks. Um, across the grades from 19th through to first grade. First grade at 3 o'clock kickoff. Don't need to ask you who you're going to tip here, but um, there is the, the 19s clash will be an interesting one, mate. Um, obviously, Northern Hawks have been quite strong when they came into the comp with their 19s last year. They were up the top with your boys, and um, I think that's developed into... It was a bit of a rivalry between the squads last year, and undoubtedly, uh, 
that both sides will be wanting to get bragging rights in that first hit out this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, uh, the Hawks are, you know, they're, they're, they're genuine uh, peninsula players up there in those under 19 sort of sides. And, mate, I watched them play against our side last year and they really pushed our boys to the limit. And, um, you know, even with our guys this year, a lot of a lot of new guys, a lot of uh, a few guys have come to us from Raymond Terrace, but same sort of um, culture, mate, just absolutely just dominant and, um, and, you know, a very successful side. So look forward to getting there early, mate, having a few and, uh, and definitely watching the, the future of our club run around. Lovely, mate. And, and speaking of the uh, the peak of the day, 3 o'clock up against Wyong Roos, Mitch Williams and his boys will undoubtedly be rip-roaring to go. Uh, they'll be disappointed to have been pipped by Lakes down there uh, playing on, on the upper field at Bill Hicks last week, 18-16. They had a close win over the entrance in round one. So, yeah, they'll be looking to bounce back, mate. So they're not going to be an easy task for your first grade, boys. No, nah, definitely not, mate. Definitely with um, Jack O'Malley coming off uh, player, of the, I think it was player of the game uh, last week. Uh, pretty dominant in the middle. You know, you got Henry Penn out there for another form of South boy out the centres for, for Wyong as well. And, uh, you know, another guy coming back into the Newcastle over the league like Stevie Gordon, very dominant, very um, experienced sort of player. And obviously, you know, Mitchie's Mitchie, mate. There's not uh, not much better player than, uh, than Mitch around. So our guys will be, you know, ready for those guys coming down. It'll be a really hard task, especially on a Friday. Um, but I think that our boys will be, you know, after that win, going into it now. Um, tonight, had a really good session. Our first grade boys and uh, Bob Cattle have them ready to go. I love it, mate. That'll be an absolute cracker. Also a cracker and, and an interesting one. The entrance Tigers, they went down to Maitland last round. Macquarie, they played their first game of the year and like your boys, got a win, mate. Kitty will have them fired up for the trip down to the coast on Good Friday. But uh, you can't underestimate the entrance side. Uh, You know, they've got plenty of talent uh, throughout their squad, but none more so um, than when you have a look at their their halves with Will Pearsall there, you know, playing in the halves, Adam McInnes as well, and then big Timmy Nawakatabu playing up front, mate. So how do you think this one shapes up? Will the Scorps go back-to-back? I think the score will go back to back. Um, being really impressed with the with the additions of Baden Searle, um, and also Will Lucy got the Dubbo boys come down here to uh, Baden was over the night. Um, just I was, I was um, expecting to start probably a bit slower coming from that Group Eleven sort of football in the Newcastle Rugby League. Been really really strong. Um, I think Kitty's got them them guys firing really well, and um, even with the entrance boys like young, I won't say young. Tim is the same age as me, but Mate, that we we played together down at the storm, and uh, Tim is a great front rower and really dominant. Um, I think he'll lead them well in the middle. But I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna stick with uh, with Scorps on this one, mate. Yeah, K- Kitty's a uh, a pretty good judge of uh, talent, mate. He's done well to recruit out there. Uh, some of the boys he's brought in, obviously Carrot at the back, and some of those other players that are there. But mate, Searle is an absolute lump of a halfback. He um, some of the shots he put on. I was watching the highlights from the game last week. He's a physical unit for a man in the seven. Mate, uh, you'll have a laugh about this, but I took him up a few weeks ago up to the um, uh, what we call the East Coast Tribal League, and he came up there for a run with us. And uh, we didn't have a jersey big enough to fit him, mate. To play in the halves, and he wore the number ten. So um, yeah, uh, I've got a few photos of the number ten. He wasn't too impressed, but he was definitely hitting like a front rower, that's for sure. So mate, just like you, mate, half back trapped in a front rower's body. You're telling me. <laughs> yeah, mate, uh, I've got a bit more hair than him at the moment, though, on the head. So um, you know, <laughs> he's, he's probably. He's probably got the looks, though, but yeah, no, definitely, mate, definitely. Uh, that's all right, mate. He's, no one's going to run down your your man, Jared Rodimer, for the uh, for the best sword in Newcastle or Newcastle Hunter Rugby League. We know that, mate. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's an insurance contract out on his mug if uh, if he gets hit high, I believe. So, so the boys at uni tell me. 
Oh, Ray's definitely putting one out. I'm just organising our Bucks party for his wedding in July. So, yeah, there's definitely a contract, mate, there. There's um, a bit of insurance for his, for his mug that can't get hurt. Yeah, mate, exactly right. Uh, she'll have to delay the wedding if he, if those blue eyes get damaged at all, mate. Jeez. Although, <laughs> Shawnee Johnson did tip me in and said they're contact lenses, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, but mate, uh, moving on, we'll move on to the Saturday games and there's two games here, again, two crucial games. Lakes have the uh, probably unenviable task of hosting the ladder-leading Maitland Pickers, but if there's someone that can uh, mastermind the downfall of Matt Lantry's men, it is none other than the uh, the very experienced Ian Bubba Burke, mate, he's a Lakes man through and through, and uh, yeah, if anyone's got the nous and the, uh, the, old, the old tactics and tricks from over the years, Bubba's the man. Yeah, mate. Um, look, you know the way Matty runs uh, Maitland is, you know, it's like it, like the New South Wales Cup side. Very professional club, Maitland, and uh, in everything they do. Still in the pat, um, at a season, you know, and he's just like, mate. It's just there's no difference between going from the Knights to going to Maitland. So uh, the way Matty runs the show up there, and that's obviously what you know leads to their success. But obviously down at Lakes, they're in a rebuilding stage, and uh, and and you know, like they say, mate, making Lakes great again. And, and Berkey down there leading the show, mate. He's like through and through, and one of the best to ever do it, um, coaching and playing. Um, with the guys going back down that way too, like Mickey Williams from West and you know Jack Kelly uh, back up at Central, uh, Brandon Doran from South, obviously going back there. So all South, all sorry, all Lakes boys that's headed, headed back home. And um, you know, I saw the photo of the boys, and I'm like, you know, they look like a happy bunch. And spoke to Brandon Doran, and uh, mate, he's, he's, they're pumped to be home and. There's nothing worse than trying to go down to down to lakes and you know and, and trying to win a game, especially when you you're the dominant side. You that you know you are leading the ladder and um, they can always pull a pull a swift on you, mate. Especially when the crowds you know screaming lakes are mates every five seconds. Yeah, the old the old catch cry. I remember it well from my time down there, mate. Uh, the uh, the final game of the round and this one's an interesting one because both sides were amongst those that were sort of cast by a number of the coaches we spoke to as the premiership favourites and to be up there with the likes of uh, Maitland and Cessnock, the big improvers, both yet to win a game. Central Newcastle hosting Western Suburbs. Mate, uh, West had a slow start last year and I know Toddy won't want to have them after the same start this year and being uh, 0-4 and Central, they feel will be you know pretty frustrated that they're 0-2, obviously going down to a strong Maitland side in round one and then as we talked about going down on Sleepy's Day, they'll be wanting to make uh, St. John into a bit of a fortress. So this one's a big clash, mate. Mate, massive clash. Again, um, a lot of rivalry in this year, a lot of players that have played off for both sides. And obviously, um, coaches have coached uh, in uh, both clubs. And that, um, I, I think it's going to be a really, really hard game for both. I see Central coming out on top, being at home. And obviously, you know, just from what I saw uh, Central against South um, on, on the weekend, I think they're, you know, they this is their win, and I think they can go a long way from this. West, I still think they're just missing a few sort of key players in, in key positions. Um, um, I think there's a lot, there's a few good reserve grades to come through there under under Matt Hinton and and, and Drido to to lead the way. But I think yeah, West are just missing a few sort of key players. Um, obviously, a lot have gone through the New South Wales Cup, like Keith Gibbs and a few others. But yeah, mate, I think this is Central's Central's win at home. It's going to be an interesting one, mate. Um, I think if West are going to win, they're very much going to have to win under the method they did last year, dragging teams down into the mud and grinding them out. They don't appear to have a huge amount of points in them unless they can you know, grind someone into submission and then run away with it late, which is what their uh, scores were last year. 
Mate, a bit of a shout out. We're talking about young blokes coming through the grades. A young guy that um, I've known his old man for quite a while and I watched him playing for the Newcastle Maitland region rep sides early this year, Bailey Skulls. Uh, he's only a young fellow, only just just 18, I think, uh, m- making his debut this year on the wing for West in first grade. So uh, great to see him alongside, you know, the experience of someone like Corey Dennis, who's obviously played at the NRL level in that back line for West, mate. Yeah, mate, 100%. Uh, obviously very close to that, hitting and Dave Dryden and uh, speaking to him just, um, you know, basically about him coming over to, uh, you know, Black Money. <laughs> um, shout out to Walk and Abe. Uh, but, um, you know, definitely, mate, quality play coming through. Um, big raps on him at West, big raps on him at the Knights too. Um, you know, Betridge has um, some really nice things to say about him. So I think there's a massive future of him, not just in the Newcastle I believe, but obviously, you know, in higher grades in the in the near future. And you know, he comes from um, good stock, mate, when his old man thinks Neil says a flog as well. <laughs> mate, I'd shout, I'd shout his bloke, you know, his old man apart. I think he's definitely a good bloke and a uh, good judge of character. Yeah, Dave, Dave Skulls is a good man, mate. I, I knew him growing up uh, up on the north coast, and uh, it was a bit scary for me when Bailey came up to me last year, referee, and he's you know you're refereeing under 17s, and a young fellow comes up to you and says, "Oh, you know, you, you played footy, I went to school with my dad, rah, rah, rah. and I'm like, "Geez, I'm starting to feel old now, Sambo." <laughs> <laughs> hey, when, when you trust me, mate, when you're sitting on the bench like I am these days, I can't even fit in the 13, so I've got to pull the 20 on, and uh, the younger blokes are calling your uncle, and uh, that's when you start start questioning your, your you know. Do I want to keep playing if I'm getting caught uncle on the field? You know, that makes me feel old. Uh, it could be worse, mate. You could be like the freak, mate. He's already got a grandchild un- un- underway well and truly. So, um, <laughs> you know, we, 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 some, some, some start young, mate. So that, um, that's what I keep telling myself anyway to make myself feel a bit better about it. Yeah, 100%, brother, 100%. All right, mate. Well, that's the um, that's the Newcastle Rugby League. Mate, we might take a, a quick break and then we'll jump back and uh, have a quick run over the A grade and then let you get back to your uh, Tuesday evening, mate. So give me two secs and we'll come back and talk Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League. Yeah, no problem. No problem. All right, we're still joined by Dwayne Sambo-Sampson, the uh, superstar forward slash utility from the South Newcastle A grade, and we're going to get to the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League, Sambo. And, mate, the good news is South are on top of the ladder. Mate, it's always good to start this season like that, that's for sure. We won't, we, won't, we won't dig too deep into the fact the other two games were washouts, but that's all right, mate. A, a, a fairly comfortable win, 42-16 to 16 over Maitland's open grade. Good to see both South and Maitland having... The open grade uh, sides in, mate. The one thing I will note looking through the uh, stats, seven tries, um, mate, a fairly solid win, but no tries to D. Sampson or B. Rodimer. No, mate, me and Ross have spoken about this uh, in the in the preseason that we didn't do. That, um, you know, we just said to uh, to fill the jerseys, mate, and to bring the young fellas through. Let, let the young blokes take the way. Yeah, mate, I, th- I think it's just in everyone's best interest if both you two and the coach get across the line at some point during the year because no one needs to see that on Mad Monday. Mate, that yeah, scored four last year. I think Rot's got over for one. I think Hainsey may have got one or, or, or stole one, but you no, know, uh, you know the young blokes and you know we had the girls there at the time. Thank God they uh, never got to see that kind of stuff. So I was quite happy with that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, mate. You know, get, wind it back ten to twelve years, and and that um, that foot race. You know, you, you and Rot's probably would have uh, smoked Reese, but it, you know he'd go close to having you now over a hundred, I reckon. Mate, Reese has been training harder than all of us training, and uh, he's not, obviously not playing. He's, He's registered just, uh, you know, just in case. But um, no, mate, he's definitely... He, he, Ross has dropped a few kilos. He's up there with Ross, and uh, I'm probably at the back of the pack at the moment. 
That's all right, mate. You've still got the sharp tongue and the wit, mate, so you'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Mate, uh, the Maitland side looks like looking through the team, there's a bit of a mix of um, a few young guys coming through from their 19s as well as a lot of the uh, ex-Aberglassing guys with Aberglassing going by the wayside. Mate, what did, what, did you, what did you see from them that was, I guess, a positive for, for their entry into the A-grade competition? How'd they shape up? Yeah, I, I thought, you know, uh, coming up through and coming into in A-grade, it was a bit hard for them and up there. And I thought, you know, I, I was pretty impressed with it, to be honest with you. They probably got, um, you know, still missing sort of a few sort of key forwards, I suppose. But coming in this A-grade, you know, you need, you know, a good, a good 19 players and... Um, I think they'll, uh, you know, over the next few weeks, they'll start developing into a really good A-grade team. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one, mate, this year. Obviously, you know, there's always the, the talk around, you know, new sides coming in and we see Maitland, Arimba, Woodbury and Dudley all, all enter A-grade. A couple of those sides very new to the competition or returning to the competition after a break, Maitland and Arimba. Uh, Woodbury have had a year off as well from the A-grade competition or a couple of years off from the A-grade competition. So um, great for them, though, obviously, the guys they've got leading out there, Woodbury. What are you expecting? Obviously, Dora Creek are, you know, they're the clubhouse favourites at round one. Um, that's who everyone's expecting, I guess, the target on their back, and, and that'll be, you know, to be seen, but they've been the dominant force over the last few years. Uh, who else are you expecting to, st- you know, to see some some showing from? What what do we know about the other sides, mate? Uh, well, obviously, you know, Dora, Dora Creek, Dora, they've been doing that for you know, many years, always a quality side out there, and, uh, you know, Marlborough and that, those sort of guys out that way. Um, you know, they'll be always there, thereabouts, mate. If, if not one or two, um, probably a team that I see a lot of potential in is um, Woodbury, obviously led by Big Laz and, and, and Mark Spur out there, and two good mates of mine. And mate, they're just obviously just building about their community, about the Woodbury community, community bringing the boys in, really mentoring and, and putting a really good show together out there. Um, look, any time I've ever played against Larry's always been hard. I haven't been able to play against Mark, thank God. But um, you know, this is this is what we're up against, and uh, mate, they'll be a great showing. Um, I suppose as well as Arimba, um, you know, in their they've always been a sort of a first grade competition in that way, and uh, thereabouts. So I'm under the, the understanding of a few of the tall timber boys who are over that way as well. Um, and if that's the case, mate, it's going to be going to be a hard game. Don't tell me how old mates are Trembath are pulling the boots back on again, are they? I did see Trem Bath with, with a pair of boots in his hand, so I didn't want to let the cat out of the bag. But, yes, I did see Robbie Trem Bath with boots in his hand. Yeah, I think there'll be some um, some absolute rubbish chat between you two, I would have thought. <laughs> 100%, mate. He might own, own the Hastings at Warhope, but I definitely drank there a lot more. I love it, mate. And, and last but not least, obviously, Dudley coming up. We, you know, from talking to their guys, you know, I understand they're, they're quite possibly a bit concerned about being a bit light on, but... You know, you know, you never know. Lots of teams like to play a little bit of ducks and drakes, and we haven't seen them yet. They've avoided that dreaded first up game against Dora Creek, and will now be able to uh, start their season with not much easier. Heading up to Fred Harvey Oval uh, the week after um, the week after Easter and Anzac Day, mate, and uh, taking on the uh, the might of Woodbury. Yeah, I think I think they're um, uh, you know telling a few fibs out there, and uh, at Dudley, mate, talking to Pierce Riddell, he's still out there playing, and. Uh, I think they're hiding a few players out there in the fog, mate, out in the bluff. But uh, I, I hear they're 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 well stacked and uh, and uh, going to be thereabouts as well. After a few years, obviously down in in, in the B grade sort of uh, uh, competition, they're back in A grade down. I expect those guys probably to do pretty well. Um, there's a few guys, obviously um, from Central, that have uh, gone over there as well. So 
yeah, I see them doing pretty well, mate. I'm actually, I've actually made a mistake there, mate, because obviously round one got rescheduled, of course, to the Anzac weekend. So they'll actually kick it off in the Battle of the Magpies Saturday night, mate. So you'll be able to uh, head down, take on Dora Creek and uh, lick your wounds, head over to Dudley Oval on Saturday night on the 23rd, mate, and check out Dudley versus Rimba for it. Nothing like a bit of night footy over at Dudley talking about the fog. Mate, they'll be there. It'll be foggy. I'll be holding abuse after quite a few JDs and then heading to the crown um, to, you know, to, to tell them about, uh, you know, what I think, I think. <laughs> Nothing like you, you being uh, never short of a word, mate. But uh, I think the other interesting thing with, with A grade is going to be, obviously, you know, we always see it in the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League, that sort of regrade after a few rounds. It'll be interesting to see what the com- the competition committee decides to do around that, whether or not they do approach that depending on results. There's always the, the possibility if a couple of sides really stand out in B grade, they could, you know, expand that A grade t- competition to, to eight if all the teams are competitive. But, you know, there's obviously quite a number of strong sides in that um, in that B grade competition, we know you know university's got some real talent. Northern Lakes were in A grade last year. Shortland and Window were really strong last year. As were Swansea. Swansea have uh, recruited a, you know a couple of veterans. I'm hearing. I've heard that Aaron Morris is definitely down there. You know you were saying before you're under the understanding that Cade might have headed down there as well. So mate, there's certainly some um, some interesting sides that uh, that might uh, find themselves under the microscope uh, if they if they chalk some decent wins in the first few rounds in B grade as well. Oh, 100 percent, mate. There's obviously a few teams teams that have you know, put in for lower grades as they do um, to see how they sort of go. Uh, there will be, you know, it, it's like, uh, you know, as they say, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a dark art with the grading, um, especially early on in the piece. Um, you know, there's some sides there over the last few years. You know, for example, we had uh, Northern Lakes that, you know, beat us twice last year. I think they're down in B or C grade at the moment. Um, you know, a lot of players movements that happen, but, Dark art early on. Uh, we'll see how they go over the next few weeks and um, see how they go with, with the regrading. But uh, the likes of, um, you know, with, uh, you know, Ross's team, they've done um, Carter pretty convincingly. And a lot of those guys um, are pretty cool players, actually. A lot of new guys and pretty big, fit guys that probably wouldn't see them out of place in A grade. You know, <clears throat> as, as well as, you know, the likes of Bingle Bay, a few of those sort of guys, again, that have all been in A grade that could find themselves back there. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. I know, you know, not necessarily an A-grade side, but certainly hearing some of the names that have gone from Belmont South over to a Wobbacal as well, they could certainly find themselves push up to B-grade maybe, with, you know, the Simon boys and a few of those. So very interesting to see. There'll be lots of moving pieces, and realistically I don't think we'll know too much um, for a few rounds yet. And it's interesting, obviously, with the washouts and how catch-up games work and split points and all sorts of fun, mate. I'm glad I'm not on that committee anymore. Uh, well, mate, I was hoping they'd put um, South up in the in the B grade or C grade with, you know, the aging roster. But, yeah, no love stone. Um, get in the A grade. Just uh, keep pumping away, boys. So, <laughs> well, the, the, um, the, the good news is if it's six teams in a five-team finals, you're a pretty good chance of, uh, you know, making making September. Oh, as you know, mate, that's why I don't do pre-season. I like to hit my straps late September for the, for the finals, obviously, for, for knockout. So, you know, come semis, guys, watch out. Well, they've been ro- they're robbing you. They've robbed you the last couple of years with COVID, mate. So hopefully we can see um, D. Sampson getting across the stripe to uh, win a, win a key game in September, mate. That'd be great to see. Um, I'm sure you'll have your hands straight up to go to the bench if that run that is over ten metres. Oh, mate, a hundred percent. And you'll see the boots being burnt straight after the game, win, lose the draw. I love it, mate. Well, thank you very much. Of course, for being on the show as always, mate. Uh, good luck with all your pursuits as well, uh, mate. Uh, I know you're. Uh, involved in lots of aspects of the game and great for South to have you on board in that role as well as obviously, you know, lending that, uh, I was going to say mature, but we'll call it seasoned head to the young blokes that are coming through the grades, mate. Um, great to see you and look forward to catching up with you for a beer in the not-too-distant future. I love it, mate. Thanks, Christy, as usual, mate. Love your stuff and uh, 
yeah, look forward to coming back soon. Big thanks to Sambo there for getting involved and giving us an update on everything that's happening in the A-grade competition as well as uh, everything over at uh, Towns and Oval in Lions Territory. We really appreciate his time and insight across the competitions. Uh, of course, thanks to our statsman as well, Josh Spiegelman, for getting involved. It is a lighter load of football this weekend. It is just the major competitions and the lower grades of the Newcastle Rugby League going ahead. Of course, as we talked about earlier with Josh, um, and with Dwayne, there are three days of rugby league, 8 o'clock Thursday night. Don't forget to get down to the Cessnock Sports Ground, Baddeley Park, for the Coalfields rivalry between Cessnock and Curry. Two games on Friday the 15th, both 3 o'clock first grade kickoffs, the entrance versus the Scorps, and South Newcastle hosting the Wyongaroos, and then a doubleheader against Sun, uh, Saturday. Uh, again, 3 p.m. kickoffs at Carl Oval and St John Oval, Lakes versus Maitland and Central versus West. Lots of crucial games and opportunities to... Uh, for clubs to either chalk their first win or continue their winning run. So we're looking forward to what the competition can dish up. As I talked about in the intro, we do have the uh, unofficial mascot competition going on for Patterson River. So reach out to us and give us your suggestions for what should be the unofficial mascot of the Patterson River Rugby League Club, one of the few clubs in our competitions not to have an official mascot or an unofficial one that we're aware of. Uh, of course, follow us on our social media channels, League Castle AU on Instagram and Twitter, League Castle AUS on Facebook. Make sure to share the show with someone who might be interested in a local league or involved in a local league club and not be across us already. Uh, we'd really appreciate that. Get engaged. Drop us some messages about what you'd like to see and hear either on our pages or on the show moving forward. And if you do run a business that would be like that would like to be involved with the show in terms of sponsoring either a segment, the Denton Engineering Cup Statsman of the Week slash Year, or anything else that you see as a good commercial opportunity we could partner with you, uh, we'll certainly be happy to sit down and have a conversation. Reach out to us via either Instagram or Facebook in the direct messages. Just slide into our DMs. Uh, big thanks again to our guests. We look forward to seeing you around at the footy this weekend. Enjoy your footy. And if we don't see you at the footy this weekend, we'll catch you next week for another episode of League Castle. We go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be a try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You're listening to League Cup, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League.